glorious Friday morning here on the uh, north coast of New South Wales and um, such a nice change to uh, the rain that we've had for weeks and weeks although it looks to me like there is more coming. <clears throat> so while I just um, managed to get the uh, beautiful Jenny walk into the room I'll just set up the Facebook live bit so let me know if you oh here's Merlin I'll just um, put her in to be a panelist morning Merlin and um, just setting up that I love that bitmoji so much Merlin hey so uh, I'll just see Merlin if you could just see if uh, Jenny's there and while I just do this little bit of Facebook Live bit, which is the little fiddly, the little fiddly stuff. So. Um, media. Yay, here is Jenny. Hang on a moment. There we go. <laughs> how are you Jenny? I'm very well how are you today? I'm good thank you I'm just uh in behind the scenes just trying to get this Facebook live bit happening which as you know is always the good morning everyone who's joining us today um, can you guys let me know in the chat if you're having any problems hearing either Jenny or I because I'm having trickies hearing Jenny, but it might just be at my end. Um, and it, what can you hear me, Jenny? I can. Is that better? Oh, yeah, that's great. It just hadn't switched over to my fabulous mic. That's all. Ah, okay. I'm just I, I set every every week. I set it up beforehand, and then it still doesn't want to join me. Uh, switch over. That's okay. Technology fun. I know. Okay, so camera today. Apologize for that. You what? Sorry. I seem very close to the camera. <laughs> we have a um, uh, we have Facebook Live working, and um, so we're good to go. If uh, you're good to go, if you want to do the introductions today. I would love to. Hello, everyone. I am Jenny Walk from Elephant in the Room Consulting. I'm here in sunny Bundaberg. Uh, for our bite-sized conversations with my digital BFF, Kylie Mowbray. Alfred, how are you today, Kylie? I'm great. Thank you, Jenny. What are you doing in Bundaberg? I am here for a workshop today with one of my clients. We're doing um, a meeting with some of the traditional owners up here to talk about cultural heritage. It's a very exciting day for us. Yeah, I'll bet it is. Wow. And what are you up to today in sunny? Uh, is it sunny in Bangalore today? Yes, well, actually it was. Literally three minutes ago it was. I just see it's clouded over. We have had nothing but rain for weeks. Yeah. Heavy storms and all kinds of things. Like the internet has been a nightmare. And it's just reminded me how frustrating it is when you run an online business with in Australia. <laughs> because our internet is just so unreliable. It's it just is, it's incredible. Um, I had a funny story about that, Kylie. And, and Kylie, I didn't introduce you. Kylie is from the amazing Hello Media. And so uh, we're very excited. That's why she's my digital BFF. 
Um, <laughs> I remember a time um, when we were in, I was in Tallinn a couple of years ago, pre-COVID lockdowns and all those things. And we were in Tallinn, you know, in Estonia, which having never been there, we're like, what are we going to expect in Estonia? And we want, we're wandering around in Tallinn and we asked somebody, so oh, look, you know, is there Wi-Fi here? And they said, it's Tallinn, of course there's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, are you kidding me? Because you can't get Wi-Fi in the middle of the street in Brisbane, but apparently everywhere in Tallinn, in the CBD, there is free Wi-Fi. <laughs> so we were just free like... Free Wi-Fi even. <laughs> yeah, free Wi-Fi everywhere. And we're just like, that's pretty funny that we can't get reliable internet here in Australia, yet, you know, Central Europe, Wi-Fi is perfect. <laughs> wow. So we have the NBN. We I pay, you know, top dollar for the best and most I can possibly get. And yet still. And same with us. I, I well, funnily enough, I won't tell you who my provider is, but I had a, I've got the top, what I thought was the kind of biggest NBN package with my provider. And someone called me and said, oh, look, you know, do you want to go on the business package? And I said, well, what's the difference between the business package and the package that I'm on is because it was twice the price. And so I'm still paying a decent amount of money, but this was twice that. And he said, oh, well, because I said, oh, you know, I'm on the commercial or the public one. He's like, oh, that's crap. And he'd used a different word on my phone call with him. He's like, no, you need to go on the business plan because basically we reprioritize you with a two-hour turnaround. If there's any issues, you get priorities, you get, um, you know, ahead of everybody else on the bandwidth. And I just went, are you kidding me? I'm already spending a fortune on NBN through you, but you want me to go on this business plan so that then I can guarantee that I will get served within two hours. And I was like, wow. So shocking. It, it so is shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Market, right? Yeah, and you know, particularly when we have windy days, the internet's terrible. It's like, yeah. come on, come on. It's just the most frustrating thing. So on that note, our topic of the day is all, all the things that you absolutely, all the things that are the must-haves for your website. So um, we've recently been, well, actually, there's still a very, very, very long way to go. But we're, re- we're updating our website because we're launching new packages and programs and all kinds of things. And so that's been an interesting experience while we've been having these blackouts. Because, as you know, I'm a big fan of Shopify. And one of the things about Shopify is it's not like Canva or Google Docs or something where you actually don't need to press save because it's all... It's all, um, you know, with Canva, it's just automatically saving. It's all on the cloud and everything. For whatever reason, Shopify haven't gone to that level. And so we have to press save with every page and every everything. So, of course, I've been having endless internet dramas. We've had a number of blackouts in the last few weeks. It's like, oh. So I have lost pages and things as I have been oh, creating, wow. which has that been like a nightmare for me. Cause I mean, you know, I use, I'm a WordPress girl, so I use WordPress and I use, and so even it does a draft save, like you may not do a full save, but it does a draft save. So you pretty much don't, you, I might lose a sentence if the internet goes down, but I will never lose the whole page. So well, that's like a nightmare for me. <laughs> so that is good. And I must say there is a bit of a drafty save sort of a thing going on, but certainly what I've needed has not been, which has been frustrating so yeah the frustrations of technology this week have been enormous (laughs) and then I just had sent you a little message earlier about watch party finishing so I'm not sure if you saw that but so that's super annoying so I'm I love a watch party on Facebook so for example you know that with these then um 
So we go live to the Hello Media Facebook group. And from there, you can watch Party It Over to your page or your personal. And we watch Party It Onto my personal. And so I do a lot of that. And so when I find particularly my Facebook guru, Mari Smith, who is the queen of Facebook, and I just love it a bit. When I find things where she's doing a live and talking about the latest changes and things like that, I'll watch Party It onto into the hello media facebook group for example what we love about you because you're sharing that knowledge that we wouldn't even know exists that's right and now no more watch party i'm so disappointed and so what often happens with facebook is they make these bold sweeping changes it's either because not enough people are using it they can't monetize it or something like that but often what will happen is that they will replace it with something what they would think is bigger and brighter and better But um, I get so frustrated with that sometimes. It's like, how about you just leave us with what we like, what we're using? Is that just showing my age that I just am like getting resistant to change? It asks the question. So when we always talk about, and you and I've talked about this a lot, if you want to make change in your business or you want to reach out to find out how things are working, you go out to your customers and you ask them, what do you like? What don't you like? What's worked well for you? How did you find that process? Did you did you get what you thought you wanted? We have a lot of conversation and communication with our client. So to me, it begs the question, who is Facebook getting their focus group from? Who are the people they're asking about how they use the, the, the tool when th- these big sweeping changes come through because they seem to have such a negative effect on such a large number of the population. You wonder who their focus group is and who's making these decisions and why. I, it's just, it's, I find it really strange from a business perspective. I agree. And also I find it super interesting too that when they roll things out or change things, it's never across the board. It's never the whole world that uses Facebook. It's Australia might get it. Mexico might get it you know, a portion of the states might get it. And then it can take a really long time while we roll it out. Like you notice that that big giant Facebook complete overhaul last year and how you could switch back and forth between old and new for so long. And then eventually on a particular day, boom, that was it. But that went on for months. And it was so confusing too, because we're like, which way are we going to, you get used to using it one way. And particularly a lot of my clients had that struggle. And I I know some of your clients did with the event setup. So how we set up events is so different in the old version versus the new version. So that kind of constant swapping and changing does make it hard for customers. But I guess the challenge of course is everybody still uses Facebook because they have that monopoly, don't they? They have that presence and everybody wants to connect via Facebook. So we're willing to just accept these changes, you know, even begrudgingly because we know we need it for our business. We know we need it to connect with people overseas and it's easy. And it allows us to do these amazing things at the moment in terms of going live on Facebook from Zoom. (laughs) That brings up two funny things, which is one of them is one of my relatives just put a post up the other day. I hate that there are so many ads on Facebook. Aren't we all sick of the ads? Can't we tell them to get rid of them? (laughs) And I was like, "Mm, Facebook is a free platform and therefore we have to expect some ads and be grateful that we have this free platform that we can still use (laughs) for free and whatever about the ads. And you can always change what ads you're seeing. You know, you can just do the little drop down and go, don't like this ad, don't show me this anymore. But then the other one is when you see in Facebook groups and people get all cranky and go, that's it, I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm leaving Facebook. It's like you still see them there the next day having another whinge. (laughs) You're not leaving. You just just like whinging. (laughs) I find that classic. And so no, I completely agree. But today we're not talking about Facebook, although it sounds like we are. <laughs> 
today we're talking about them and i'm so excited about this because you and i both play around with websites with our clients and you do you, you're a shopify fan and I, I work on wordpress but the best and most important things that we need for our website yeah so I've been, I'm at the moment in the middle of a three-day masterclass called Grow Your Website. So the, it's very, very small groups that do it and we get together and we, the first session is all about your SEO. So actually I say three days, but it's two full days and two half days. So the first part is all about your SEO, which is such a, such a, such a big problem, uh, part of your website. And I have had people in the past saying to me, why SEO first? I just want to get stuck in. I just want to create that website. But I'm like, whoa baby hang back hold fire get your keywords sorted because as soon as you've researched your keywords then from your keywords you can then name your images obviously then after you've named your images you're going to you know optimize them for a great size and my top tip of the day is a great little platform called tiny png which will resize your images for you so that you're not putting up a big fat image that's three megs. It'll resize it, reduce it by 80 or more percent. So it's wow. a little free platform. It's a little magic thing. So make sure though that um, you're, obviously you want to resize them, but you definitely also want to be renaming them so that they can be found in a Google image search. Obviously then, so that's the first thing you're going to do with your keywords. Second thing is that you're going to weave them through your content. So you don't really want to put a whole website up there and then go, oh, forgot about the SEO. Oh, well, never mind. Um, you actually really want to build it with your SEO in mind of what those keywords are going to be, which one will be focused on what page, et cetera, et cetera. Also thinking about your FAQs and your titles for your blog posts, because you want to be showing up in Google searches for those as well. So keywords, I believe, is the most important part of the planning process before you even go forward. And then you should never forget about the keywords after you're all finished. If you need to think, have a look at your keyword list and go, what keywords haven't I used lately or what keywords should I be exploring that could you know test them and research them and see what might be working for me better um how can I be found by my ideal audience for example the next one is um so I've talked about SEO and images but yeah. then the next one is about your content so when you're writing amazing copy that's great but has it got those keywords in there and so important to remember that you're writing for people not for Google and you'll know when you see things with keyword stuffing going on because it won't read well it's not a it's not an easy thing to read so you're going to get penalized for that Google Google's not going to go yes <laughs> they're gonna go, oh, that's that's really really not good. One other thing about the keyword with the content though also is that we have to remember we're building a website. We're not building it for us. And so many times when I work with clients around their content, and when we do this in our content conversations that we have, is around making sure that you're writing you're writing for somebody else to read it, what they need and how we're going to connect with them. So we can. It's not about showing that we're the expert and we're the best person in the world for this. In some respects, it's about telling them why they need us. And we might talk about our expertise, but we can't use our language and our jargon and our kind of things that people don't necessarily connect with yet because they don't know the problem exists. So for me, writing when you're doing it, yeah, we need those SEO and the keywords in there, but we also need to write for our clients, not for us. That is so true. And what we talked about a few weeks ago about um, selling and all of that. And so mm. the, what we try to do when they come to our website is we're, gonna, we're trying to solve their problem. Correct. Yeah. So uh, that's a really, really important part. So that comes into the homepage because 
well, probably um, most people know this, but when people come to your website, you've got three seconds for you to be able to show them what it is that they're going to get when they when they stay. Let me just reword that. You've got three seconds when people come to, you to, to your site for them to decide, am I going to stay or am I going to go? Three seconds is not very long. And in fact, latest right. research shows you it's closer to two. So wow. that is intense. So if you think about your own website, you land there and go one, two, three, what have people actually seen in that time? So that above the fold section that they arrive at is so important to absolutely nail that in those three tiny, tiny little seconds. And then if they decide to stay on and explore, that's a wonderful thing, but what are they going to find? So what are your call to actions? So split testing is incredibly important, particularly when it comes to your call to action buttons. So when you think about on your homepage, do you have a button that says learn more? Or do you have a button that says explore? Or do you have a button that says shop now? Or click here? What are those buttons? There's no right or wrongs because everybody's got a different website and everybody's got different mm. visitors, et cetera. But testing those buttons over time and changing them up and seeing who clicks on what buttons and where are they in the site. So it might be a, a case of changing the color of the buttons or changing the language of the buttons or the size of the buttons. But definitely important that you always are having another little look at what's working, what's not working, what can I change, what can I improve? Yeah. So that's all coming around, you know, about the design and the layout and also around the content and all of that. But my next top tip of the day is about blogging. And you and I talk about this so much, but because, you know, I'm a big believer in write one great piece of content for your blog and then you can repurpose it for your newsletter, for your social media and for all of that. But there's another great purpose for a blog and that is for your SEO. So when you've got... Um, Say, for example, I'm not offering Instagram services. Of course, I offer Instagram as part of the whole digital marketing coaching package and the group coaching, et cetera, but I'm not teaching just Instagram. Well, from time to time I am, but as a general rule. What is a core deal? <laughs> that's exactly right. But I definitely need, it's important though, that if people are Googling, I need help with my business Instagram account, that I would show up. So making sure that that happens by writing blogs about that that topic so and writing them in the way that people are searching for so if the keyword was or long long tail keyword was I need help with my Instagram um, for my business then I would need to weave that exact keyword line into that content yeah so what sort of things do you blog on Jenny oh it's been a while since I'm blogging but I've actually just written a whole heap of new ones um, ready to launch because we're doing a website refresh as well. Um, so for me, the things that I tend to blog on are around um, tips and strategies that people are challenged with. So how to be, how to overcome over, um, overwhelm, how to use their time more effectively, how to identify their pricing models or how to structure their business so that it works for them. Um, I've just written one on a conversation that we, we have, we've had recently about that enough figure. So what is it that you're trying to achieve and how do you develop your enough figure so you can structure your business in a way that allows you to do that in the best way for you you know, whether that's you want time on your hands, whether you want to do more delivery. I've got a beautiful client at the moment who only wants to spend 20% of our time working and the rest of the time painting. And I love that for her. And so we're, we have to structure the business in a way that she can get the revenue she needs in 20% of her time. So she has time for, the, for everything else. So a blog around that is one of my biggest ones at the moment. Yay, definitely let us know when that is uh, live. That sounds like a super interesting one. I love it when you talk about money. That should be our topic of next week. 
all about people are so afraid of money. People are so afraid of talking about money, but at the end of the day, we're business owners, right? We need to actually have a, a business that this is our revenue, this is how we're employed on a day-to-day basis. So it needs to be a way that we need to talk about it because it's and demystify the worry that people have around talking about how much I charge or how, how much I charge or how much I earn or what that looks like. Because ultimately we're here because we get a value exchange for what we offer. So we give people value through our services, through the conversations we have. And then there's an exchange for that. So money is such an important topic. So yeah, let's happy to talk about that next week. Perfect. The big fat topic for next week is money. Money. I love it. The other two things that I always want on my website is that about us page. And this is the one actually Macy and my team and I have been spending a lot of time on this week is that how we structure that about page. And I realized my about page, because I used to be very closed off about how much I shared about myself. And my about me page was, this is what my business is. And here's my qualifications, come work with me. And I realized that's not inspiring, not even inspiring for me. So it's not going to be inspiring for somebody else. So we've spent a lot of time this week in the last two weeks researching about us pages on all different clients and people that we work with. How do you see the about us page working on your website? Well, interestingly enough, Jenny, the highest converting page on our whole website is a page called the why and what of us. So it's, I think it's five different topics there. I'll just pull it up because without a doubt for the last three years, it has been by far the most converting page. And I have a in there where you can just buy one one-on-one session. So you don't need to necessarily do the whole program, et cetera, et cetera, if you just want one session. So what happens a lot of times with um, that one session that people book is that it'll be, and sometimes they haven't done a discovery call, they have maybe been referred or they might've seen me in a webinar or something, but boom, they just go ahead and buy that one-on-one and then they'll send a little message or they'll let me know in the in that in that call that it was your why and what us page, why and what of us page that made me know I absolutely had to work with you. That's I'm always amazed by it. So the five topics that I've got in there is we stand for, we're against, we help people who, how we support and why we do this. Love, and they, I love that you're using what we stand for and what we stand against. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, so they say. So when I was writing it, it was about at least three or four years ago now, I just wanted to somehow put the business vision in a less formal structure and something that was, yet again, a little bite-sized bits of information. So, for example, the we're against is doing it just for money, the mm. hustle instant gratification, overwhelm, complicated processes, and doing all the things. And you know me, and those are the things that we're always working about. And one of the things I think that is the big one that that really stands out for people is the hustle. Because everything in this digital age is about the hustle. And there's memes written about it. If you're not hustling, then you've got no business, you know, and all of that. And I hate the hustle. I hate the hustle in my everyday life and my personal world, my business world, everything. So when somebody comes to me and they're all about they need instant gratification and they need the hustle, then I'm not the right person for them to be working for because this whole digital marketing game or the business game in general is a really long, slow burn. Like nobody's going to get instant success overnight unless you are Flow Hive who, um, you know, had some extraordinary overnight success, but then that completely overwhelmed them. And then somehow they had to, you know, figure out where to go phenomenal overnight success so yeah that slow burn is so so important and it's it's a funny conversation around when you're talking about or not funny but i love that conversation around that hustle versus planful approach 
because yes, you can hustle if, and if, if money is your driver and there's no, if, if, if money is your driver, then that's awesome. Let's build a business that's going to give you the maximum amount of revenue. But there's a point in time where that starts to actually where when people do want to have purpose in their life. And the research that I've been doing a lot of lately is around that movement towards purpose. So people wanting not just to do it for the money. In fact, I was having a conversation this morning with a colleague who's saying, great carpenter who's, who's to say he's 57, he could work you know, 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week and get every hour booked. And, but he's decided he wants to earn just enough to cover his bills, a little bit extra, and then he wants to go fishing the rest of the time. And yeah. I love that for him because it gives him this opportunity and he's creating his business around what his purpose is. And I think people are wanting to connect that more and more. And it's not just about earning millions of dollars. It's not just about converting and having this huge bank account. Although that sounds nice for some, sometimes, but really I like that balance. I like saying, why am I doing this? And I love that idea of what I stand for and against because that people resonate with that so strongly. Yeah, absolutely. So the, um, the about us page, we I've split that into three so on, on our website. So we have the about Kylie, we have about the team and then we have um, what we stand for, you know, the, the why and yep. what of us. But then we also have another page, which is all about um, how we pay it forward. So the different, like my husband and I um, run a not-for-profit on the side and other little bits and pieces where we do voluntary work, et cetera. Because I think that also is a big part of deciding who you want to work for, who you want to work with, is uh, knowing what else they do out there that's for the greater good. So it's not just Thank about, you, you know, the next holiday for ourselves it's also about how we're helping others so that's an important thing so I'm not saying that's what everybody needs to do but certainly thinking about what are the parts of you behind the scenes that is really important that will help people to resonate with you or decide they want to buy from yeah. you or work with you what is it that you want to share yeah and that's what people find you know if they're coming off a discovery call or they've seen us an event like this they've listened to the podcast or they've watched a Facebook live or seen a post they're coming to your website to get more information about you, to decide whether they're going to trust or like you, to decide whether you can provide them the services. So we've talked about that homepage and call to action and SEO and the blogs. We've talked about about us. What's another page that you think is really important on your website? That it's actually need to, not a page. From? It's not a page. It's your social media icons. So okay. that because a mate, you'll be amazed, Jenny, when you actually start looking for those, how often you can't find them. I, so, I do that quite often and it's very frustrating. <laughs> yes, it is. So, for example, I go to a website and I think, okay, I'm not ready to buy yet or I'm not ready to work with this person yet, but I want to keep in touch with them. I want to just, you know, keep on the peripheral so I know what's happening so that when the time is right, I can get in. So, firstly, we want to, or we'll talk about the email side of it in a moment, but we really want to be able to then go and follow them on Facebook or on Instagram or on LinkedIn or wherever it is that you want to connect with them. And when you can't find those icons, you just assume they don't have any. So then you go looking around their website and you realize they haven't done a blog post since 2015. There's nowhere <laughs> to sign up to their email and there's no social media links. So is that even a business still happening as it's been six years since they blogged? So it's really important that there's current content on there that is dated so that we know that it's fresh and it's new and it actually is legitimate. And then links so that we can continue on that customer journey by following them on their socials and keeping up with what's going on. And there's nothing more frustrating than a social media link that doesn't work. The amount of times I've been in business coaching sessions and I do some work with the Queensland government for the Mental for Growth program. And one of the first things I often do when we're doing these short bite-sized 
coaching sessions is I check their social media links out and I check all the links on their website because they're coming for some really simple bite-sized coaching. And the amount of times that page links don't work, those social media icons don't work, or they go to the wrong place, or they go to that this account no longer exists. And that same response apply, happens is you go, are you actually still operating, particularly post-COVID? At the moment, there's so many businesses that have pivoted and changed that you, when, when you can't connect them through and see what they're doing, then you assume that they've actually closed down. And that's such, that's such um, so difficult for businesses to continue to grow when they don't think about those communications and customer journey and how I'm going to interact with you online. Yes, absolutely. Those touch points, those connection points, all of that is just so incredibly important, which brings me on to my final top tip of the day, which is, Mm -hmm. oh, actually, I won't say it. What I'll ask you, Jenny, is what do you feel is the most important job or role that your website needs to perform? You and I are on the same page with this part of the pun. It's the email collection. It's really about we want people to, we want their email address, we want them to like them, we want them to like us. So they give us their email address in exchange for something so that we can then connect with them on a long-term basis. So they become, they step in that door and say, hey, welcome to the family with their email address. So contact us page, so important on any website. Or not just contact us page, any opportunity to collect their email. Absolutely. So the way I explain it to people is that you might be searching for um, or just researching at the moment for, for example, new couches. You're not going to buy the first couch that you find on a website, are you? Firstly, you haven't even been able to sit on it. So you might be happy to buy online, but you're just doing your research or you might be wanting to work with a new coach, but you're going to do your research first. You're not just going to Google it, find the top one on the on the list and go, boom, let's have you. You're going to do a little bit of research. You're going to find out, you know, how they vibe, look at their socials, all that other kind of stuff. <laughs> so what happens if you have loads of tabs open with all these different couches that you're looking at and then you go off and do something and, you know, typical for around my areas we have a power card and I've lost all my pages or whatever or I just realize actually it's not the right time right now I'll come back to this in a few weeks so the ones that collected my email address are then able to continue marketing with me or to yeah. me they're going to continue me on their customer journey so I'm they're going to maybe in that email that first newsletter say hey follow us on our socials they might say hey do you want a 30 percent discount and I'm like yes There's lots and lots and lots of different things that they could be offering me, giving me great value, and they get me excited to be hearing from them. But those websites that did not collect my email address, I forgot I was even there. I forgot anything about them. And so what could be even worse is where I sit there and I'm kicking myself wishing that I'd saved it in my bookmarks because I can't remember what it was. I was looking at so many and and I have no way of finding them again. So that can be so frustrating. So getting that email address has got to be the thing that you think about first when people come to your website. How are you going to get their email addresses? Now, a lot of people don't like pop-ups, but I think they're a brilliant thing. But Mm -hmm. don't just assume everybody should have a pop-up. You need to split test that. How many seconds before your pop-up turns up? What are you actually going to offer in that pop-up? Because you can't just say... I have a client that absolutely refused to move beyond 5%. So his pop-up was, give me an email address and you get a 5% discount. And his his products were like $200 plus shoes. So I'm like, 5%? (laughs) That's not really worth me giving me. No one's going to give you an email address for 5% unless unless they've already bought the product and they're already going to buy it anyway. And they're like, sure, I'll take 5%. Yeah, but... 
I want something for my email address. I yeah. want a great lead magnet, some great tips on something or other to do with that product that I might be interested in. Or, you know, there's lots of different things that you can offer up and, and it doesn't have to be just a discount to get that email ad address. But making sure that that's really what you think about. So test out the pop-up, see if that works for you. Test different types of pop-up, different types of wording, different types of offering. You can be testing for the next year and before you can decide, mm, pop-ups are not really for me. But, you know, people often just try one thing and go, no, that's not for me. Right. That doesn't work. So that's not a good idea. So, Jenny, in summary, most my top six are your strategy. So what is the whole purpose of your website? What are you actually doing there? What do you want? <coughs> How are you problem solving, et cetera? The next one is images. So making sure that they're optimized, that they're not huge and going to slow down your site and all of that. But they've got keywords in there. <clears throat> SEO, which, of course, is all about your keywords and weaving that through into your next topic, which is content, blog, et cetera, et cetera social media links everywhere so that people can find you and follow you and be involved with you. And then that final one was making sure that you're collecting email addresses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love those, what, I love those topics. I'd just like to add to make sure that we're writing for our customers. So making yes. sure that when we, the, the, the website is not for us, it's actually for our customers. So you might want to put fancy words and images that resonate with you, but you have to ask, do they resonate with your customers is that what they're looking for when they come to your site and then are, they, are you giving them value when they're there so they actually go well this is a snippet of who you are i want more yes i couldn't agree more and when you say it's that you're writing for your customers not for you that also goes with your pictures so if it's your picture all over your website that might be really important for you and your need to be admired but is it actually speaking to your customers? Or, for example, I had a scenario a couple of years ago where I actually didn't want to work with someone. And I know it sounds terribly shallow, but their lipstick intensity and every single thing and their, like, mm -hmm. honestly, painted face, everything. It was like, whoa, what, you know, there was just nothing natural going on. I'm not saying you should all be a not much makeup person at all. I'm just saying that it was just really intense. It just felt really far removed from, from anything that I was about. And, and I've been having that conversation yeah. with my team, particularly Macy, who's like, we need some photos because I think at one point I had one photo of me. So people, in fact, at one point I had no photos of me on my website and it was like, they need to at least see you a little bit just so that they know when you talk to them on the, on the Zoom that that's the person that was supposed to be on the Zoom. Yeah. So we're like, okay, <laughs> so we need to put some photos. So, you know, there's that balance of if you want it to be, because it's not about, and you know, we talk about this, my coaching and what, and what you do is not about us. It's about what we can offer and what the value we give to people. That's why people work with us. We, I think that's one of our points of difference because we don't make our engagements about us. We make it about our clients and we're all about sharing and giving value to our clients. So that's, that's been my biggest struggle is how do we balance those images and show up in that way, particularly from a visual perspective, because I'm not a huge, like, let's plaster my photo across the, the website. That's like a nightmare for me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. It's so important to actually have you there, though, so we know right. who we're dealing with. And then I was about to say, make sure that it is a current photo, because there's nothing worse than seeing a photo and then getting on a Zoom with them and going, I don't even recognize you. That literally was like I've done that before and it's so disconcerting <laughs> it's just like what just happened are you just saying like particularly men who have you know aged over time and the photo on their website was there when they were mid to late 30s and now they're in their mid to late 50s and it's, it's a different <laughs> look 
But I just realised, I'm sure that all my photos have, have done at least in the last, you know, six years or more. So I really should do a new shoot. Yeah. Maybe that's what, maybe that, maybe we can talk about, in the next couple of weeks, we talk about money next week. In the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about images and selection of images and how you show up. I think that would be a really valuable. Yes, absolutely. And the photographer that I've been using for maybe 13 years, so in both wow. My businesses and I'm always sending clients to her and stuff she's only 20 minutes from me and people literally will come up from Sydney to have a shoot with her she's just extraordinary I think I might need her phone number yeah she's just beautiful and she doesn't sit with you in a room doing it like she'll take you to her secret spots at a certain beach or or somewhere like that and oh, I had lovely. this shoot with her and I just thought it was dreadful like I just felt so shabby <laughs> And then I saw the photos. So obviously she saw something completely different. I know. I saw the photos. I was like, wow, that's amazing. She just has a a magical way with light. That is just absolutely beautiful. So, um, yeah, I've really learned a lot of tips over the years about that. And um, what I love is that she doesn't, it's like I always would feel awkward if I had a shoot and we were sitting in a room and it was all very stark and it didn't feel like me. Whereas I love the fact that we could get out there and sit in the park or something yeah. that yeah, just, yeah. that feels immediately a little more natural. So yeah, that's a good, good one, Jenny. We should do that in a, um, in a few weeks. That sounds cool. Thank you. I've, I've learned so much. I'm, think, I'm sitting here thinking, do I have these five tips and going through them? And I think my team and I will be in the next day or two making sure we've ticked these boxes, particularly that tiny PNG. I think that's a great tip. I've used a couple of other um, uh, as image reducers and I'm just not, or image optimizers, sorry, as they, as they call them, and, you know, not as entirely happy with them, but I'm loving that idea of tiny PNG as, as a way of making sure, because there's nothing worse than having a beautiful image that takes seven minutes to load. <laughs> so it's like, I don't have that time. It's, it's not up there when I'm there. It's like, what am I waiting for? <laughs> what you can do with your team is to then, we do it from time to time, is that, like particularly when I'm creating new pages or new product pages that I'm rushing, I'm not putting them through tiny PMG. I'm not correctly naming them because I'm literally rushing, but I know I'll come back to it. So what we'll do from time to time is just get in there, just, you know, pull the images through and replace those images, make sure they're named and yeah, and that they have been resized, which is great. Great. Cool. I have learned so much from you today, Kylie. This has been an awesome. I hope that people watching and listening later on the podcast are going to get so much value out of this because these tips will actually change the way you can convert on your website, change the impact you have. And that's what it's about. The website is about getting people to engage with you and either buy your product or connect with you through an email or through some lead magnet. So such important tips that we've had today. So thank you for that. Thank you. So, so the next stage of the masterclass is actually then how to drive that traffic to your website, which of Mm. course is all around your digital marketing stuff. And then the final session, which is a perfect place for us to end today, is then what when that traffic comes to you, how are you going to convert them? So that comes back to that split testing and all of that making sure that that website is actually performing because you might have a beautiful looking site or you might have amazing socials, but when they get to that site, are they actually then doing what it is that you're wanting them to do? Yeah, such an important topic. So maybe we'll talk about, there's lots of topics I think we're going to be talking about in the next few three weeks, I feel like. So we might be doing some brainstorming about how we're going to pull these topics out for future bite size chats, I think. Yeah, lovely. So Jenny, how can everybody get in touch with you and uh, work with you and follow you? Follow me. The easiest way to follow me is through my socials. So at Ellis in the Room AU on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn at Jenny Walk. Or you can come to the website, eitrconsulting.com. 
Great. So and what about you, Kylie? Oh, hellomedia.team for the website and for Instagram and hellomedia.dreamteam for Facebook. And, of course, my Facebook group, Hello Media, and our YouTube channel, which has just been growing super fast, which is amazing. And that is also Hello Media Team. So um, next week, I'm excited, Jenny, we'll be talking about the topic of money. And perhaps we can also talk about how you price. So I love about um, pricing of products and how you work out all of that but it would be great also to talk about how you price yourself if you're a service-based business and yeah how you work that out. uh one of my fa- it's actually one of my favorite topics not because you know, <laughs> not, not because of the money piece but because it actually helps people establish and structure a business that works for them when they get that pricing model right it changes the way they deliver their service it changes the way they can show up and it also gives them back so much time and structure and, and helps them build the structure for their business. I couldn't agree more. And so often I feel that when people price correctly and they're actually paying themselves what they're worth, they actually sell a whole lot more. A hundred percent. And, that, that, and there's, um, there's a whole lot of research and proof around that, which I might actually need to pull out so we can share that around that. So people who are a little bit skeptical about the pricing, um, because yeah, pricing is, is a Changes, sorry, I'm getting all excited. You can see. So pricing actually signals to the market who you are. It signals to it signals the market in terms of the value that you can offer. And so depending on where you price and how you price, it actually changes the interactions that people have with you. How you price stack, how you discount, or what value you offer are all massive issues in terms of how you build and grow your business. So pricing strategy is what we like to talk call it, is really important for business success. Yeah, and Ginny, I think I've told you this before, but I always have a chuckle about it when I remember is that years and years ago when I was first asked to do some coaching with with a business and they said, how much do you charge? And I said, 30. And they went, 30 what? I said, $30. And they were like, for 10 minutes? And I went, no, no, for an hour. And they went, and what about travel time for you to come out to us? And I went, oh, that's included. (laughs) I get this they didn't book me and I was like was I too expensive (laughs) it was terrible anyway I sat back and I was like right I've got to really work this through changed it they got in touch a year later at that point I was I changed it to 150 and they were like yeah let's just take 10 of those hours we'll pay for them up front and I was like Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it absolutely does. So, um, yeah, making sure you, to that chat. Yeah, <laughs> know your value. That's the important thing, and yeah. know your product's value. So, Jenny, yeah. I really look forward to that. And uh, thanks for being with me here today. Thank you very much. I'm loving your bite-sized conversations. Make sure you check out our podcast and the YouTube channels, which we both have, and connect with us on our Facebook groups. That's what we're here for: is to connect and share with you. So, reach out with some questions if you have any. Um, and we look forward to chatting to you next week. Yay. Thanks, Jenny. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. Bye.